but I know the DJ. Do you? Welcome to episode four of But I Know the DJ, a podcast discussing all things DJing, music, nightlife, business, and pop culture through the unfiltered opinions of host Snacks, aka Snack Scene Maxfield, powered by Dope Entertainment and our sponsor Anchor. First off, I'd like to shout out our Black Owned Business of the Week, and this is one of my favorites. You know I like to eat, so I present you Bread Gourmet, located at two two five five Dorchester Ave in Dorchester, Mass. At Bread Burgers are the name of the game. This small burger bar serves gourmet patties and toppings, plus kale drinks, smoothie salads, and more. Hit them up on Instagram at Bread Gourmet. That's bread without the A. B-R-E-D-G-O-U-R-M-E-T. Onlinebreadgourmet.com. And now, I would like to introduce our guest for today's episode. I've known this guy for years. Watched him grow from this teenager who picked up a camera to now a man. The man, Simon Chazalo. Simon. Yes. Is a creative director, yes. an entrepreneur from Boston. He and his company uh, partner. He and his company partners have spent the last year working closely with Earth Gang, JID, St. John, and Jaden Smith, and they're about to kickstart a new phase of their business this week. We welcome Simon. Yo yo, yeah, Thank you so let's much go. For having me on, love it. <laughs> this is a pleasure. Yo, it's so good to see you. Um, you look yeah, amazing, as I was saying. How is life? Like, what's what's new? What's going on? I mean, first of all, cheers yes, to the Yes, so for those who can't see, Simon got a drink poured up. Uh, champagne, right? Champagne. We just, Biden just won the election. Biden just, we just found ago. out literally an hour ago, Biden has won the presidential election. Trump is out this bitch. It is an amazing time to be an American. It's been tough. This is the best news we've gotten in a long time. Uh, if you're a Trump supporter listening, I'm sorry. Ho's mad, but we just got to live. And this is the way it's going to be, baby. But um, yeah, insane news. What a day. What a time to oh be alive. Oh my gosh. It's great a great timing. time to have you here, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, I haven't talked to you in a minute. Um, it's been I've been in this quarantine situation for seven, eight months, pretty yeah. much. So thus the beard and the hair. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, I've been really good. Otherwise, it's just I, I it's it's a relief that uh, this man is out of there. And we got a lot of a lot of other things to work on for mm-hmm. sure as a as a, uh, a country. But yeah, I'm just glad that I could kind of take a breath right now. Yeah. Yeah. For, and and kind of as he was saying guys uh we're currently recording this over a zoom call um so simon is um definitely you know social distancing and have been taking this virus very seriously as we all should be um and so being a creative person i mean is this better for you worse for you you know are you are you in your tapped into your creative mind right now or is it too much Oh man, really good question it's been it's been really interesting i think the pressure has been way higher um, because I'm so used to working in the field. So I'm so used to doing shows. I'm so used to touring, like doing festivals. And because those aren't happening right now, like at all, yeah. um, the pressure has definitely been on to find alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully I have found a lot of alternatives. I've been inside, I'm doing like basically full-time media and creative direction for a various range of my existing clients. And I've actually gained some new clients during this time period because wow. um 
I do like animation and graphic design and editing as well. And that's God all remote. Damn. What the fuck? So, yeah. That's what <laughs> so, saying, so I can, I can literally do that from my desk. You know, I don't have right, to go right, anywhere right. to do that. I don't have to shoot anything. Like I right. can just tap in from my house. So. so what's the number one thing for you? Like what, what is your thing right now that, cause you, you're such, you're so creative. Like you do so much shit. You've learned so much shit. Like what is your number one thing right now? Um, my number one thing is I'm building a company um, with three other business partners who do very similar things to what I do. And um, that's taken pretty much all of quarantine, actually, like quarantine, what I've been calling um, the last eight months. But um, it, yeah, I mean, it's taking it's taken months. We're building a business from the ground up uh, with the resources that we have. And that's been extremely fulfilling. I've just really enjoyed the process. And I actually feel really fortunate that it's sort of been timed this way because this is something I've always wanted to build and like really mm -hmm. put my, all of my effort into and, and uh, without this time period. And of course, COVID has been an awful, awful thing for, for the majority of people um, and this country, but um, without a time to sit down and kind of lock yourself in and have that excuse to say, okay, I'm not doing anything else. I wouldn't have been able to build this company. Like right. the, the amount of effort that it's, it's taking um, and, it's one of those things like you wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to predict it. Maybe I hadn't thought enough about the effort that goes into building a small business like this. Mm -hmm. Well, medium business, hopefully large business, yeah, but, for sure. um, but you know, it's, that's been the probably the most fulfilling thing. And, and there've been plenty of, you know, that's been filling been my main creative outlet as well, because we're not only coming up with the business model and, you know, actually doing the marketing and, and getting all these plans together, but I'm also, involved with all the media for that company so um you know it, yeah i would say that's that's been the main thing that's kind of kept me going and i've been uh, feeling grateful that like without this time frame there would have be there just be no way that i could that i would have done this because I, I wouldn't have been able to do it on the road right like you right. just can't you don't have time you don't have time yep. in other scenarios and and yep. usually um you know, someone like myself who freelances, um, you're, you don't know when your next job is. It's really hard to plan and sit down and be like, okay, I got a week to do this. You don't know. You could get called on Wednesday to go to like Japan and you don't know, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. that's been the one like big major positive thing out of this situation. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people have gotten the opportunity to be like, oh shit, now I can sit down and do that thing I've always wanted to do. I mean, you know, people for, I mean, you know me, I'm a crazy personality. Like people have been like, yo, you should have a podcast. You should like have it. And like now, like I'm able to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely positives. I have so many questions from like literally just from what you just said here. But I yeah. think the main thing and is, can you just kind of, as much as you can, I know you're just in the launching phase of just, but can you explain just to like listeners what the company actually is? What is it that you're actually working on? What are the kind of things you're going to be doing? Yeah, a hundred percent. So um, the company is called the Parallel Agency or Parallel. Um, and we're actually kicking off here. Probably by the time this podcast is up, we should be at least live with the website. Um, so hopefully I can give that to you to share, but, um, sure. it'll be at the, uh, the parallel agency.com. So definitely check that out. Um, but essentially we're a full service media agency with a focus in music, fashion and, and brands. Um, and you know, you know, me, you know, where I've kind of built my career. Mm -hmm. I've been, you know, the main effort of the business is to work in the music industry. But that being said, um, in order to have a company, you do have to 
make money and um, certain corners of the music industry definitely don't provide as much income as, as other industries would. So what we've been able to do um, is sort of adapt the model to fit in other things like real estate media. So like photographing, um, yeah. you know, upscale homes in LA doing video work for them. So we've been doing a lot of work with um, compass and F uh, what is it? SFJ group um, and uh, MLS and like these, um, big uh, brokers uh, on the West Coast. And that's something cool because I'm able to manage those clients, but I'm not someone who's personally interested in, you know, doing real estate myself. But I know a lot of people that love it. Like it's their, you know what I mean? So so that's the, the companies connecting those dots and employing those people. We have the clientele and we know the people to fill those roles, right? Um, but myself personally, like with the business, I always like to preface like, I'm my go my my goals aren't money oriented, right? So like I'm not going into business because I want to you know make a million or even ten million dollars. I I don't care. I want to be able to support myself for sure, but um, my goals are really oriented in the type of work that I enjoy, which is mostly music based. That being said, you need to be a little money oriented to run a company, and um, that's where my business partners have really helped me stay grounded because they can kind of come in and be like, okay, I know you don't like real estate, Simon. But look, we can do it. We have the resources to do it. And this is how much money it's going to bring in for the business. So the, it's a very versatile business model. We're working on like four different fronts. We're working with, um, you know, musical artists, which is the, the main driving force behind the company. Um, but we're also working for a couple of brands, which I can't announce yet, but some really awesome, um, you know, food and beverage, I'll say related brands. Um, and we're just, we're, planning on taking over all of their media for example for a year or two years at a time where we just do everything tv ads like you know instagram tiktok everything because um we have again we have those resources to provide them and also us four have the vision and like the ability to direct those projects right so i guess that's the the, the basis i mean it's it's the goal of course is when covid is over um as over as it can be i guess um when shows are back we were hoping to definitely be back on a full tour circuit as well but right now we've we've kind of taken this opportunity to build the company around the absence of shows rather than feeling like we need to depend on them because mm -hmm. then when they come back they'll be like the icing on on, on the oh, cake yeah. you know what i mean they'll be like the 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 cherry on top because we can we will have already built a successful business with without them. So that's sort of been what the, the thought process has been these last like six, seven months, because it's been like, okay, we have no shows right now. Most of us make all of our money from shows, myself included. Mm -hmm. And like, we would need to tour year round to make a salary. Right. So let's fix that. So let's, let's set up a, a, a way to, you know, supplement that. And that's what this has been about. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and it's, and I'm, I think this, I'm going to say this five times in this. Thing. I'm just so proud of you, bro. Like I know this is like one of the first times we've spoken in a while and just hearing this. Cause, cause I knew you were the man, bro. Like I, I knew you were, you've been super successful. You've been on your grind. You've been kicking so much ass, but seeing you kind of kind of centralize everything and like really just mm -hmm. make it for yourself. Cause you know, in, you know, you're touring around with photography and everything. You're kind of always doing something for something else for someone else. Mm -hmm in, in mm -hmm. that kind of way, but seeing mm -hmm. you kind of centralize everything and like making it 
funneling it into like this is what you want to do and this is what you want to do with it it's such a and i think it's very um kind of symbolic for anything like they're stepping stones to things you got to take these paths to be able to get to this ending goal and everything like that and it's just it's super inspiring bro honestly like i'm super proud thank of you, you so and much. it sounds oh, amazing thank you thank you i mean you're a huge part of that too i i hope you know i i hope that i've told you enough that uh of course uh, yeah. <laughs> that i mean bro without you and and the things that you and i have done this none of this would really be possible and i wouldn't be able to go and do the things that i want you know what i mean so like i appreciate that and uh and and also congrats to you for the podcast and all the things you're doing i love to see it because you're diversifying so much and um and i know that you know you're you're one of those those people who will take uh, this far beyond just the deep being a DJ situation yeah. and really turning it into a business, which I'm like seeing right now. So, um, so that's major as well. I, I'm, I'm really proud of our, actually our entire friend group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, everyone's great. I love it. And, and, and I, th- I think we just got to take a left before this podcast. It was just us sucking each other off for an hour. <laughs> cause, yeah. cause you, we know that that could easily be what happens. Um, exactly. but I appreciate it, man. And, and for, for those listening, like, so me and Simon, we like, it's so insane because your trajectory was such a spike, like such a like crazy incline. So like when I was, you know, obviously trying to make my way through DJing and getting these bookings and stuff, Simon, you know, was doing a lot of um, photography, photography, uh, specifically nightlife as well. And so that's how we were kind of just like working together. Yo, like I got this show. I'm, I'm getting a bigger club, which means you can get a bit like better photos. And and we were just helping right. each other. You know, um, yeah. I needed the content. You needed the reps. You know what I mean? And then like obviously yeah. getting in front of things is the way you kind of move in life and everything like that. And and then yeah. one day, like like Simon was always really, really good. And in every week he was getting 10 times better. And then one day he's like, yeah, like I'm leaving. Like, I'm about to, like, do some real, real shit. What are some of the – can you tell us some of the highlights of just, like, kind of of your career with photography specifically? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's crazy, too, because in a, in a weird sense, a lot of this is coming on, like, a, a four, almost five-year interval here now that I'm reaching for, like, the work I've been doing. So it's been almost five years. I think in, in May of next year – it will have been five years since Ross and I worked together for the first time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I'll explain who Ross is in a second too, because <laughs> he's a big part of it actually. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, it's been almost five years. And, and I think the biggest thing that I can remember is a story I've told a few times, but when I started back, um, my first company backstage Boston, which um, for listeners was my first media company out of the Boston area. And the goal was basically to, um, similar to parallel, but at a much smaller scale was to place, um, photographers and other creatives doing concerts in the city and doing club shows and like trying to help other creatives kind of make a check and also get more content. And, uh, and that was the basis for my career for a long time. So I was judging at that time being, um, you know, much younger, I was basing my shows and my level of success on the size of the room. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I started and I was like, okay, um, I started at the Middle East downstairs in Cambridge doing shows at um, Sonia hadn't opened yet, actually, but Middle East upstairs, Middle East downstairs, um, you know, other really small venues. And um, I actually shot some things at like Passim, for example, like very, very small rooms. And, um, and I was judging my success. I'm like, okay, I want to get here. I want to get to this level. So on the list and the trajectory was 
you know, Bright Music Hall, Paradise Rock Club, House of Blues, and then past House of Blues in Boston, everything else was, you know, there was TD Garden and, right. and Fenway. And, like arenas. Um, but past and... that, yeah, but past that was um, were festivals. I was gauging everything on festival sizes because I knew how large some of these festivals got. And I yeah. thought, how, you know, okay, shows are one thing, but what about these these festivals? Like, And um, I was doing a lot more EBM shooting than I'm doing now at that time frame. So I, I think it was maybe, it must've been 2017 in May. So I had already been doing it for about a year. Um, I think, did I do that right? Or a little over a year at that point. Yeah. And, um, and I kind of sat down at my desk and I was looking at, at videos and I watched a video of, of like Metro Boomin, I think it was taking a helicopter into EDC Vegas. Mm-hmm. and and landing and and i thought this is the craziest thing they yeah. took the a helicopter in over the strip landed at the stage almost and right. like went up on this stage and performed yeah it's and like i goals. saw the crowd and, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i saw the crowd and i was like wow that's a huge crowd i'm gonna make that my five-year goal like i want to be uh on that stage at at adc in five years so that mm-hmm. was like my goal and i um and i set that and i started working towards you know, shooting more and getting to larger and larger stages so that I could eventually be there. And I actually ended up getting there exactly a year later for the next one on the same stage with Zed's dead, um, doing their set. And that, I think that was just a really, that was a massive moment for me and a big realization, um, that a, I need to set higher goals. Mm. Um, but, but also B that like, you really can like, I, that was unfathomable. Like I couldn't, I, a year prior, I was like, that is so fucking hard. Dude, outside can looking I, in. Can like, I cuss on the podcast, by the way? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, absolutely. okay. <laughs> it's, it's, um, and it's crazy. Yeah. Outside looks, I remember, I was like, yo, I know this kid. Like I was like, I hang out <laughs> with this kid. Like we fuck around all the time. Like he's just another kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. from like, <laughs> yeah. and like, and when I'm, when I'm seeing like the stories of you on stage at this giant <laughs> festival, I'm like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is insane. I can't imagine what it felt like to be you. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, it was a crazy, it was a crazy, crazy time. Um, and and uh, yeah, I, it was a brush. I was super nervous. Like that was the biggest thing I had shot up until that point. They were Zed's dead, really awesome dudes. That whole team's incredible, by the way. Mm. Um, still, still friendly with them today. But, um, just it, just, it was it was stressful. I mean, like, I didn't want to mess up the deliverables. Like at that point around the same time, I finally, like, you know, this comes with any new person working freelance ever. I I was switching from doing free work to finally getting paid. Right. Right. So like, I was like, Holy, like I can, I'm doing EDC. I never thought I could do this and I can like make money from it. Mm-hmm. Like I can get paid. Like that was incredible. That was another big thing. That was Absolutely. like, wow. Cause you know, obviously looking back now, like, I was getting paid a lot less than I am now, but just even the fact that I could get paid anything yeah. at that point was like, whoa, like this is crazy. I can make $500. I can make $250 to shoot because, you know, it, it never felt like work. So it yeah. was same thing with to, DJing, to bro. Know. Like, yeah, you will pay me to play some songs. Holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. It's crazy, isn't it? And it's the best feeling. It, it, it's yeah. the best feeling in the world. It makes it makes me Absolutely. feel like, you know, we have some of the best jobs I could imagine. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel so fortunate. So yeah, basically, you know, that was a, that was a crazy interval, like uh, getting up there, shooting that show, looking back. I mean, 
I wouldn't say my media was like incredible. They liked it. It was what they needed. You know what I mean? Um, but it was just, it was just a crazy moment. Like, you know, you can really get to any, any place that you direct yourselves toward. And I know that's a cliche, but I do think mm-hmm. it's true. Um, and then, and that really, that really pushed me to, as I said earlier, set higher goals because that was my five-year goal and I did it in a year. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I'm thinking, okay, what else can I do? Like, what can I really do in five years? Right. So like now my five-year goals are a lot more, a lot more ambitious, almost like, you know, I don't even know how possible it is, but it doesn't matter because I'd rather come in under it than, uh, um, you know, than not set the bar high enough. Right. I right. would rather really really shoot for it and 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 land close to it but not right there um rather than like let's say i hadn't reoriented my goals i'd be two two years over now at this point or three years over shooting edc and uh with no new goal set right and still within the five-year period that i set for myself right 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 you know what i mean i think it's going to be for oh it was 2018 actually so it's been two years so three years from now will be the five-year goal that I set for myself. Right. So that, that now that goal is, you know, Absolutely. much further along. Right. I'm sure people are curious of just what goes on like backstage at EDC. Like what, like what did you do two hours before? Like, like what, oh. just, what the, what was the day like? Oh man. Backstage is one of those funny things because like it's super overhyped and like it's got this <laughs> Hollywood look to it. Like, Oh yeah. wow. Backstage. And, I, and of course it's fun to, to be around, um, at that point for me, like all these cool musicians, right. Um, cause that's what, you know, 18 year old me was probably thinking about all the time. But the thing is like, it's really, especially in the festival realm, it's just, people just want to get their money. They want to do a good show. Like really it's, it's, it's fun. Like certain, uh, trailers and people definitely have a good time and party, but it's like, you know, people are just making sure their riders are filled, making sure they have everything they need for their show. They're working on their set. They're going up on stage and they're doing their show. Like, especially in EDM and, and well, actually really in all corners of music, like, you know, these artists have worked, some of them, their entire careers to get to those stages. Yep. So they're really there to like kill that. To crush it. Really yep. kill that. They're, right. they're not They're like, so, I, it, you know, it's your job as someone who's capturing them, like, you know, the work I've been doing, to kind of be there and and let it in and just let them have their moment you know what i mean um and capture that because it's it's yeah it's mostly just work let's build the set i mean zed's dead i can tell you play by play what we did we by the way we did take the helicopter in so like i play by i like really i really hit the the goal completely we took the the Maverick in over the strip landed and we did the same stage too. It wasn't a, a different stage. Wow, it was the dude. same stage. At these, isn't that crazy? Dude, you're like, like it's just in the flesh, like the manifestation and like the dreams coming to life. Like, and, and, and that's why I really wanted to have you on this. Cause like, I think, you know, with COVID as the positives that you're describing, but like people need hope, you know what I mean? With their goals and yeah. everything. And that's why I'm just happy yeah. to have you here and be able to talk about the work you've been doing. I'm happy to be here, man. And thank you um, for pointing that out too. Cause now it's definitely a tricky time. So hopefully this can help anybody, but, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those things where, um, looking back, I can see the trajectory. It's always, I mean, this is always the case. You can't see your future. No one can, no one can predict every, you know, eventuality. And, um, and sometimes the road to things is, 
obviously simpler than you expect. And sometimes it's like you end up in a place and you, it's like by some random string of connections that yep. you ended up there right. and you're like, how did this even happen? And I've had a lot of those as well, where it's like, okay, I met one person and then that person just happens to know the exact person I need to work with and right. they recommend me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's just stuff like I can't plan that. I can't plan around that. I can't, but I can plan for it. Right. I can like get my, get my game up to a point where I'm ready to take that on. So um, I guess my biggest thing, in response to like manifestation is preparing yourself if that makes sense and uh and things will kind of arrive and and it's it's about how you take advantage of that opportunity that will get you to that next place right absolutely and so you're on the helicopter you're overlooking yeah. edc you're with <laughs> <Yeah>. sad's dead <laughs> yeah what's what are the feelings Oh man, um, dude, honestly, I was freaking out. I got a the desert was super dry. I like had a bloody nose. Like I was like <laughs> everything. I was like, oh my gosh, I I don't want to fuck up my photos. Like yeah, it was so dry. Like I was, but I mean, I was loving it. Like I had a massive smile on my face. I had my camera out. I was shooting the strip. I was shooting this again. The Zedstead guys are super like awesome dudes. Very friendly, um, and. Yeah, I mean, it was it was they were actually really easy to work with because their energy is present. You know what I mean? Like they were they had like donuts with their logo on it in the trailer and they were like Fire. messing around with the donuts Fire. and we were just eat. So so I was just excited. I was thrilled. I was it felt sur definitely felt surreal because I had positioned myself to be doing the thing that I was really adamant about doing you know, at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. So it felt surreal, but I really dialed in my focus. I mean, I. I, at a certain point, you know, all the, and this is what I explain with a feeling when I'm shooting and I'm using my camera, like all, all the noise cancels out and it's, I'm really am just like really dialed in and like, I have crazy ADHD and I cannot do that with 90% of anything else. Like I can't dial my focus in. It's like very difficult. Um, so the fact that I was, I mean, was shooting, like, that's not a, ever an issue. Like, I'm always on it. Like, I'm really on it. And I don't get that experience with anything else. So I think coming down in the helicopter at a certain point, that clicked. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, we're going here. We're going here. It was like, yeah, we landed and we walk out and we went pretty much right to the stage. We went to the trailer for 10, 15 minutes and then... Um, I mean, EDC goes until like four in the morning. We had like a 2 a.m., I think, or like, a I don't know. It was late. That's prime um, time set, though, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone wants like a sunrise set. Mm. Um, so it was like pretty much around then. Yeah, yeah. They have, uh, I mean, yeah, it says dead. So they, they have a great slot. I don't remember the exact time. But. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so so the show's over. What is yeah. it? Do you, do you, do you get to party or do you just go straight to work editing? And cause like, how fast do they want them? Like, is it for the Instagram post okay. right after the set kind of that's thing? That's a or? great question. I did not party at all that weekend. Uh, that's actually not true. I did. We did like after we did like, um, I did like uh, after parties mm -hmm. and like, um, sideshows. So like non EDC events in Vegas. Right, right. Um, again, I wasn't 21, so I couldn't get into like almost any of them. I got into like a couple. So being the photographer um, like doesn't doesn't get you that far, like well, no, it's one hundred percent. I've gotten into I won't name club names, but I've gotten <laughs> into like yeah. pretty much every single club before. I just turned twenty one in May mm -hmm. of this year, right? So like I've gotten into pretty much 
most major clubs you can think of because I'm with an artist and they're just like, oh yeah, they don't card you or anything. It's like, go yeah, in yeah. and work. Part of the, positive, the fact yeah. of the matter is, I was so scared of fucking up that I never, like, never got drunk while I was working. Ever, right. ever, ever. Took your, took your I was like, very seriously. fuck no. I'm this young kid. If these guys see me hammered with my camera, it's over. Like, Absolutely. no. And actually, it's a like really good, really good piece of advice for younger kids who want to party. Like, you can enjoy yourself. You can maybe, you can have a drink, you know, whatever. You're in the club. Like, who cares? Have a drink or two. Do not, like, get, get drunk on the job because... Yeah. Don't overdo I, it. But the thing is, like, your respect especially as a young person, if you're someone who's younger, who wants to do this, like it, it's, it's, it's a big kind of mount that you have to get over. Just, just your age is like a big hurdle in my opinion. And I think that, um, the second you, you kind of show that immaturity of like, okay, you're just here to party. You can't really get that back. Like that's gone. Like you can't, they're, they're going to just be like, okay, this is some 19 year old kid who just wanted to like have some drinks. Like that's really hard to, to get rid of. Absolutely. But on the note of the the partying and stuff in EDC, because this is actually people, a lot of people don't understand this, but uh, most of your content and like how you set yourself apart as a photographer and videographer is quality and, and speed, right? Efficiency and, and quality is all, usually the biggest thing. So EDC goes until four in the morning and there is a traffic blocked, like massive blocked up road. There's only one road to get to the festival. Um, outside of the speedway and it's basically like a two lane um not even really a highway and it is impossible that's why you take a helicopter right right literally right. cannot drive to the festival right so the only way out because usually they don't charter helicopters out is to take uh, a shuttle and um we took the shuttle back it was like probably four or five six in the morning i was exhausted and I got back to my hotel and I edited through the whole morning. So just so that they could post at like 1 p.m. Right. about the show the night before, exactly, right? Exactly, right. And then that was it. That was it. I said goodbye to the guys. I went back. I edited. That was it. I flew back home out of Vegas. Like there was – I had enjoyed myself, but I did not do more than a couple of parties here and there. Yep, yep. And so – didn't have time. Yeah, you you mentioned deliverables earlier. And, and so like – because that's the thing about – like especially social media content like sometimes it is yeah. just the one post or you know what i mean yeah or, so yeah, like for sure. when so like about for so something like that like a festival or like that first festival how many mm-hmm. photos do you end up with and then like how many are you sending sending back Ooh, well it's all changed a great deal since 2018 i should also add okay. because that workflow is like, like my first time really doing something of that scale other than actually that's not true. I did ultra Miami two months before that was another big turning point. Um, because another big is another big stage and festival. Um, I don't know. I, I, right now I'm obviously trying to get a lot more content that I was probably capable of capturing in 2018, but or probably for that show, I, I probably delivered like 150 images oh, wow um which is which is a lot i mean yeah. like i'm very I was much less selective back then than i am now like now 150 images for like one show is a lot because i'm super picky about what i send um but yeah it's probably and then we did one major um video recap of the whole weekend which was like you know a minute instagram minute recap and then i probably gave them 
seven or eight raw clips of video. No, more. Probably like, I don't, I obviously don't have an exact number. It was between 10 and 20, I think, like raw clips. And they were only, they only needed raw clips of a few new songs that hadn't come out. Mm -hmm. So like they gave me a list of like, okay, get some cool photos, get this video. Other, other than that, like we have three or four songs that are dropping within the next six months that have not been released, not played before. We want a raw clip of those. And that was it. So everything else was extra. And uh, yeah. Yeah. But obviously deliverables are always different. I mean, right, it's never, right. never consistent, even, even with festival work, like there's mm -hmm. always going to be different requirements for different artists. Perfect. Um, okay. Awesome. Um, so yeah. And so you, you mentioned ultra was ultra also with Zed's dead. Is that like where you met them? Or? No, I did ultra with, um, with brownies and lemonade and, uh, this DJ ducky. And, uh, I ended up meeting, um, okay. There who's a DJ that I've been very close with over the last three years or so. Yep. yep. And, uh, and I didn't work for him for money or anything, but I ended up kicking with him for that night and, and, uh, getting him a lot of content just because I was around him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It was, it and was as a photographer. Company. You're excited. Like you want to take pictures of. Oh yeah, for shit, sure. Right? And like, it was, he was just a dope dude. Like I, it was like him, him and slushy and a lot of other brownies and lemonade, like DJs that had performed that night. And like, it was, yeah, it was very new and exciting, very new and exciting for me at the time. So I definitely um, was shooting a lot of stuff for sure. And so the backstage at Ultra is like a yacht also. So like <laughs> it, was, it was a good environment. <laughs> and and from what I know and from what we've talked just talked about in the past, like your your relationship with OK kind of developed pretty well into into a, a, a professional relationship and just a friendly one as well, right? Oh yeah, man. We play COD and yeah. That's fucking, I mean, and that's yeah, like, for those who really don't know guy. Yeah, for those who don't know, OK is pretty well known producer, DJ, like Oh yeah. 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 Abe is, Abe is super dope producer. Like, um, I I'm less connected to the EDM world than I was. Yeah. I moved to hip hop. I enjoy it a little bit more. I enjoy mm -hmm. working in it and photographing hip hop more. Um, but I certainly have heard a lot of EDM. I've been to enough EDM festivals to, to say that I think Abe has one of the most unique sounds. No one sounds like him. Because he does, he does me, live instrumentation as well, right? And he was one of the first people to really, like, do a buffed out live show, like, with instruments and, and well, in the EDM world. I right, mean, right, right, right. Live right. music has obviously been a thing for yeah. forever. But, um, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, you know, it, it, Abe is incredibly unique. Um, and and I, I just think he's super talented. Like, the, again, a the sounds that he uh, produces are mm -hmm. very much his own mm -hmm. and that that comes across. He just wants to make music that he likes that he wants to hear. And like, um, and to me, that's like super admirable. And also it's, it's great music. You know what I mean? Like I, I there's so many producers that are, as you know, in, in the <laughs> DJ world yeah. very well trying to do the same things. Yeah. So it's that that's been great. And I think um, he's really, yeah, he's really family at this point. Like I, I, he's changed my life in a million different ways. You know, we did Coachella together. Like he's just an incredible down to earth. I did shoot Coachella for oh a, for, okay. Oh yeah. God. So, <laughs> he's, what he's, year was that? It was, that was last April. 
Oh no. Yeah, 20, 2019. So now it's almost been fucking two years because I can't keep track of time. But Yeah, I mean, time at this point is just... It, it's, it's not a I don't it's November. Like it's November. It makes no sense. Dude, I don't, I don't, my, so yeah. my birthday is in like three weeks. Oh, nice. And I was like, it was just my birthday. Edo. So yeah. Edo yeah. through my birthday. Didn't that feel like it was like two weeks ago? I'm like, I was like, where the fuck did this year go? Oh, yeah. To a pandemic. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it, it, it went quick, too. It really didn't. It didn't. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, I guess, would you rather feel like it's an interminable wait or would you rather feel like, oh, okay, <sighs> eight months didn't feel like eight months? I don't know. But yeah. I mean, whatever gets weird, us closer to, like, this shit just being gone, it's like, it's. it's yeah. I just, I want people to stop getting sick. I want people to be able to see family. Like, that's, yeah. that's, it's crazy yeah it's so fucked crazy. up again i'm cheers to donald being out let's hope that that gets fixed absolutely a little bit sooner a little bit quicker yeah but. absolutely um and so okay so let's lift up let's list that list off the big festival so edc ultra coachella what else oh gosh um like the big like like the ones that are like because obviously there's a bunch in between it's gonna sound stupid, but I can't even keep. Tra- I can't remember. It's um, fucking hot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I've mean, done a lot of Insomniac ones. Um, mm. Hard Summer is pretty. Oh, pretty Hard well Summer's fire. I've done a lot of stuff on tour. So, like, when I was touring, we would stick festivals in between the tour dates, and right. I can't remember all the names of the festivals. You know, they all sucks, just like dude? blend we were... together. Like it's just like okay, because like, you hit a, a point where bit, like. I'm in front of thousands of people again. Like, it's just another it, thing. It, it, it blends together in that sense. But the great thing is I date everything. So, like, I can just go back and see, okay, this is the name. And I name everything, right? So, like, although I can't remember this second every single one, I could go look through my catalog and I could give you a list. You know yeah. what I mean? But, um, I mean, let's see. Hard Summer is a big one. This year, I was supposed to do every festival in the book because it was part of our tour schedule. Um, with, and with, is this with, with Earth, Earth Gang? Gang. With Earth Gang. Yeah, with Earth Gang, which I know we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, but, yeah, there's so um, much to touch on. I love it. <laughs> um, I know we're still stuck in like, we're talking yeah, about Yeah, we're like in 2018 right now. <laughs> no, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's like, a, you know, I'm sure people are interested in the platform for everything else, right? Um, but but yeah, I mean, we were supposed to do like Glastonbury this year. Like wow. that's the biggest festival in the world. Yeah. So that was that would have been exciting. But other than that, I've done Okeechobee was the last festival I did this year. Dope. Um, gosh, I can't even I can't remember. I've done a lot. Uh, uh, what's that one in New Orleans? Is it Voodoo? You know Is better it? than I do. I don't bro. know. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, there's a, I did a New Orleans one. I did. Uh, elect, I've done Electric Zoo, Lollapalooza. Dope. I don't know how I forgot Lollapalooza. Yeah, Lollapalooza. That, 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 was that's a, fire. that was a great one. Um, um, what is like, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we hear the stories Tour Life is tiring, but Tour Life is amazing. Oh, and Rolling Loud. I shoot for Rolling I'm, well, Yeah, you, you were like, like actually, yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck <laughs> the touring question. So, Rolling So, I remember. Uh, I forgot about it. Because, like, that was like an application thing. Like, you had to get. Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah, just. You had to apply. I know this and this and they're going to take me on the way because we're home like that's something you have to like prove yourself really like was that was that like a a humbling moment where you're like nah like i know what i'm worth the first time the first time yes because i didn't get accepted in like 20 whatever i applied way too like i wasn't really shooting shows the first time i applied so i applied on a very limited portfolio um and then i remember not getting it and being like okay i'll get it next year you know what i mean like i'll get it next and i thankfully i did and i think that the I mean, the amount of work that I needed to put in to get my work to a point where I was like, okay, yes, I deserve to be on this team. Like, um, 
it was, I mean, it's a ton. It was a ton of, of, of improve, uh, improving that I needed to do. I love, love, love the Rolling Loud team. Shout out Leanne, shout out Nasser, shout out everybody who shoots for Rolling Loud. It's one of the most incredible experiences I've had uh, doing this. I can't, the I people can't are all amazing. Like, it's just a bunch of people who love doing the same thing in one place, just killing it and, and, and shooting with like amazing production, like all of these cool things that, that they can capture. So it's, it's the energy is really unmatched. It's like, I've never experienced that. And, um, and Leanne, who's the photo director is incredible at her job because she gives other creators an opportunity to apply and to get in, you know what I mean? It's not like, like golden voice is a little bit more like, okay, you kind of do have to like meet the right people and get in there. As far as I'm aware, I don't know. So you prefer like an application process versus like. Well, it's not a preference. I just think, I just think it it all depends on the festival, but I think, I think that rolling loud and what Leanne's been able to do by um, really vetting a lot of like hungry creators is they're finding some of the best people in the world and in the country without a doubt. And like, it's really hard to do that. Like people, have this weird idea in their mind that like the best shooters are all already super connected and like, no, like the best shooters are usually these kids you just haven't heard of and you don't even know that they, you know? So like, I think, I think that's a really, um, that's one of the the cool pieces about it. And, um, and the, and, you know, obviously it's, it's compensated and, um, and, uh, and they run a really tight ship over there. So yeah, it, it's a privilege. I mean, it's a privilege to get to shoot that it's, there's a ton of artists and, um, and if you're trying to expand your portfolio, it is an incredible way to do so, yeah, but also all the artists. In one place. Yeah. But portfolio aside, the people you meet, the people who run that team, um, and, and even like the higher ups, like, um, uh, Tarek and like Calvin and like, these guys are super down to earth, like super nice guys. Like they are, um, you know what I mean? It's not like, Oh, you're on the photo team. Like, I don't got time for you. Like, no, mm-hmm. like they, they were, they love and respect the photo team because oh. we get them the content that they need Absolutely. to expand their brand. Absolutely. So it's just, a, it's a family, it's a family environment over there. Um, that's, I, I should have mentioned this earlier. Cause like that's been most important string of festivals are meeting those people above even getting the photos. Cause I love my photos that I've gotten from Only Loud, but like meeting all those people in one place, like it's, it's amazing. Really, really good group. How big was that team? Um, Ooh, I want to say like, I don't know, maybe 30. Oh, oh, wow. I don't know why I thought it was like a tiny team. Well, it's, it's photo and video and the video team is massive. Usually, um, there's maybe like, 15 photographers and like I, there might have been there might be more than 30 people i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know i could look through the, the group right now and, and tell you but yeah i was just like just, estimate yeah, yeah no, you ain't gotta it's do probably like that. 25 be, between 25 and 50 if i had to guess i'm oh wow okay I'm sure. so yeah, so what is it they they assign you a stage or they assign you an artist or you have a schedule yeah you have a schedule and it's stages and then you basically um just follow the schedule and then if you have free time you can shoot whatever you want And what I did is I would try to get all of my requirements like solidified and shot so that I could go pick and choose and shoot some things I wanted to shoot. Um, So, but it's, 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 it's incredible. It's like you, you get to like, just do what you love for three days in a row with people who love doing it also. 
and you're just, you're helping each other. You're, you're passing edit tips. You're passing like all these things around and it's just, it's crazy. It's like a, yeah, it's like, like a lab. Yeah, as we were mentioning earlier, like being able to get fucking paid and to be like, yeah, I work at my passion. Like the passion is what gets me money. It's what gets me around. Like whether it be photo, whether it be DJing, whether it be producing, whether it be rapping, whatever it is, we are so lucky to like be able to do that because like you know when i'm in a room full of djs whether it's like seeing another dj or a famous dj perform and it's just like a room of nerdy ass dudes and like we just talk about transitions and we talk about equipment and it's like so fucking nerdy but like when you get a bunch of people who are passionate about that shit and like it's just it's just such a privilege like you said you know what i mean and and oh my god yeah like it oh it it is it really is like it's um social media is huge like, can, can yeah. you imagine doing this without networking with people who also like it? Like, right. I can't. Like, I need to, like, you know what I mean? Be around people who like taking photos, like music, like being creative. And it's, this, you know, Instagram makes it so much easier to just locate these people that you have common right. interests with. So, 100%. You're, very you, you're more, I would consider you just a more low-key dude. Um, so, you know, I don't think you go for the vanity or you go for, you know, see social media as like a you know a thing to get popping necessarily but outside of work what is just your view and just in general like a lot of people see social media super toxic a lot of people see it as kind of you're saying it can produce a lot what's your just overall opinion just as simon you know is is social what's your approach with social media i mean like everyone else i've found myself completely addicted to my phone plenty of times but i've um really been able to and this is another thing i kind of feel fortunate for separate myself entirely from my instagram because i know I, I, the the biggest pitfall i think is people basing their confidence off their social media performance or they're gauging their success by comparison and i know i'm plenty of people say this don't compare yourself to other people um and that is a hundred percent true um, I think I see social media as another way of reaching out to people and just a way to put my work out there. I mean, there have been plenty of times where I've been like, oh, I wish this photo like had more engagement because I want more people to see it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel really proud about it. And then like it doesn't no one sees it. I'm not someone who cares about likes. I do, of course, like everyone else want my work to be seen. That being said, um, I don't know, it'd be it'd be a, a lie to say I don't care about Instagram. Um, but it's, it's very much in the background Mm -hmm. and like, like, you know, Instagram and uh, that's the only platform I put my workout on. So, I mean, other people use Visco and other things, but I, 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 um, yeah, I mean, I, it's just, it's in the background for me. Like it's at this point in time, it's, I put my workout in the world and I say, great, enjoy it. And then I, I go to the next thing and that's it. So I think the the healthiest way to look at it is as, as a, as a supplement, like as a, your portfolio, you know, yeah. you want it to look good so you can share yourself with others. But other than that, like it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. you know, use it to reach out to people, use it to, to put your portfolio out there, but that's, that's really it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how I look at Instagram. I think that, and just social media in general, um, you'd be a fool not to take advantage of it. Um, but you know, it's, it's never something to base your success on because again, I mean, I know people who have like 60, 80,000 followers that like are talking to me about how they want to tour and stuff. So for you to compare yourself 
to other people because of their follower count or their engagement is just it doesn't make sense it's Mm -hmm. like and also comparing yourself in general to other people doesn't make sense right Mm -hmm. every everybody is completely different Mm -hmm. so my view has just been i post stuff of course i want people to see it I i always want people to see my stuff like i i that's my biggest thing is i want my work to be seen um but at the end of the day i also make art and i'm take photos and I edit photos entirely for myself in a weird selfish way. Like I make photos because I make images I want, I like, like I want to see. So at the end of the day, I know I'm okay with like, okay, whatever. If no one sees this, if no one likes this, what it doesn't matter Mm. because like I have made something I really love. Like I really like, this is a crazy image. Like it gets me happy you know, gives me that feeling of like, I made an incredible image, then whatever, nothing else really matters to me at that point. So that's been nice because then the, then the extra support and the people saying like, Oh, this is dope and stuff, blah, blah. It's like just a nice, like icing on the cake. You know what I mean? But you, you never need it to, I I forget who said this. this is a super good. This is so true. If you define your value based on what other people hold you to be like, if you're like, only feel like you have value from reading Instagram comments that are super positive. The second those switch to negative, you're like finished. You're yeah. going to, you're going to, you know what I mean? You're going to be yeah. like, Oh man. Cause you're valuing, you're, you're, you're valuing yourself based upon other people's opinions, which is just ridiculous. So I think, you know, hopefully more people in my generation, my age range can find more security in just being themselves and putting things out in the art world, especially because it's, you know, artists love shitting on each other. It's like their favorite thing. <laughs> I abstain from that. I, I think it's like ridiculous. Like keep your head down, do your work, comment on other people if they're really a problem. But like, if you're doing something you love, like, cool. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be like, well, you suck. Like what the, you know, artists really love shitting on each other. Mm-hmm. They, they love, they love uh, this false sense of superiority. So it's like, you know, it's all ego, it's very ego based. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, who cares what you think? Like, I don't care what you think of me. I'm not going to judge you. Like, make your art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll judge you if you're a bad person. <laughs> if you're being like a bad person, that's a different story. But, but, you know, I, I do think that, that the Instagram, like that the negative side of Instagram does show itself frequently when people, you know, hold them hold their value up based on what other people think i think that's just the biggest pitfall absolutely and so most recently um you know you were touring specifically with um like more specific artists not like just festivals or like getting on to like a media team and shooting a bunch of different people um more specifically with earth gang right um how did that connection come about um, oh, so that's actually a really cool one because, um, I started backstage Boston with, um, two other guys who I went to high school with, and then eventually they kind of phased out of the business. They were less interested in doing it. And I took on other people that replaced them. And, um, I also was just networking a ton in Boston. So one of the, one of the earliest guys that I remember talking to about backstage Boston was, uh, David Peters, who's. Uh, Boston, another Boston uh, photographer, a Boston area photographer. And um, I met him and Tony Pillow, my current business partner around the same 
actually I met David before I met David like six, eight months before I met Tony. Um, so David was talking to me about working with backstage and we just been talking and like we, I met him at like one show. That was literally it. Like we really got to know each other through there. And I think we just had a, held a mutual respect for each other for, for a long time. And, um, and we had just always talked about working together, working together, working together. And eventually David got picked up by Earth Gang and became their tour photographer. And through that, he actually ended up a couple years in getting hired by Dreamville. So Dreamville kind of like picked, I wouldn't say they stole him, but they, yeah, yeah. It happens. You gotta, you know. they took him to come up. Now, so now he video commissions for, for J. Cole. And... <sighs> Crazy. David left their team and David, they were looking for people to, um, to replace right. him. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm the first person he called, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> I, I relatively, he reached out, he reached out to me and it was, it was a little over a year ago at this point. And, um, and I was getting ready to go back to school cause I was still in college Yeah. and, uh, and I dropped, I dropped out to yeah. go on tour with him. Because it was like, well, this is what I want to be doing. Why I'm not gonna not do this? Like, what were you even? So I actually almost said, I was a film major. By the way, I finished the major. I finished the major in two in two years. I had one class left, and it was like a screenwriting course. Which yeah, don't get me wrong, I'd be super interested in taking. But but like, that's not like the the bread and butter of it, really. I I finished the major. Well, I wasn't going to film school. I should also put that out there. Um, but I finished the major, and I was like, wow, there's nothing else I want to take. There's nothing else I'm interested here. Why am I gonna interested in here? This is also hopefully good advice. By the way, if you're in college for something you love, stay in school. If you feel like you're in school and you don't have a direction or you have another thing you really wanna focus on, maybe this advice applies to you because I felt like I was gonna go through two more years of school and graduate and not apply to jobs using my degree. I was just gonna try to get back on tour. Right. I was just gonna try to do what I already had right in front of me right. to jump on. So why wouldn't I just do it now? Right. Like why Absolutely. wait two years to do it? So like I understand the safety net of having a degree. I understand the importance of having an education. I went through two years of college. I was planning on getting a degree and a master's, but like, it, but it all happened. I had like, the opportunity that I wanted yeah. to to. That's the this is the job I want. Like right. this is what I want to do. There's nothing. You know what I mean? This is the career I want to build for myself. So I'm doing it now. I don't need the, the degree is not barring me from doing it. I'm able to do it and make a and make uh, a salary. So like. You know, if you're someone who, you know, this is a tangent, but if you're someone who feels um, like you have another passion and you feel like school's not helping you teach that, so it's you know, take that for consideration. No, I yeah, say, I definitely feel that. I mean, dude, if if whether it be because you know I work a nine to five still and everything like that, and whether it be mm-hmm. school or or my job, job whatever I call it, if someone's like, mm-hmm. yo tour with me here's the bread i would that's it i would yo i'm out because because yeah, that is what i want like that is the goal like, exactly and so if exactly. you achieve it what what for yeah to work i almost said no to it i mean i almost said i almost turned down this tour because i was like oh no i got school and then i was like wait a minute fuck that i would i would have slapped been... you <laughs> no i mean i called a lot of people i was like listen i'm about to do this like what do you think and everyone was like yeah dude <laughs> what did your <laughs> parents think Oh, it was a, it was a thing. It was a thing for yeah, sure. sure. But ultimately like I'm making money. There's nothing else to be. They're thankfully extremely supportive people. 
I, that's another thing I feel grateful about. Like I have a platform here. A lot of people can't even say that they say their parents are, you know, mm-hmm. not supporting what they want. They have to go to med school or become a lawyer or whatever yeah. other cliche you can think of because it is safe and, and doing something that I'm doing right now requires like, I don't want to say it's like entitled, but like, in, in the view of some parents, it's like, well, like, what the fuck? Like, go get an education. Like you're, you know what I mean? Like a lot of families work super hard to put their kids through college. And like, it's, yep. it's, you, I'm not walking all over the notion that like college is, you know, it's, it's helpful. It's necessary for many people. So I feel, I feel glad that, um, yeah, that eventually my parents have been extremely supportive. Um, it was definitely a conversation. <laughs> it was definitely a conversation. Can't but it's, it's saving they're saving money on the, on the two more years yeah true college. very good point so that's a good point i don't know if they're too angry about it right now but but yeah it's it, it just obviously you know i i have immigrant parents like when i'm telling mm-hmm. them hey i'm not gonna be back all night because i'm gonna be spinning some, some spinning some tunes like you know at the beginning it was like what like i yeah, can't i came sure. to this country for you to do this like you know what i mean so right. I, I totally get it but you know, right. With just your trajectory and your success, like I just can't imagine that they have any resentment or, or anything. Oh, like that. well, I hope I thank you. But I, I think, you know, they're, they care about me, which is yeah. great. And they, they're concerned and um, you're an only child. I think what they see, yeah, I am an yeah, only yeah. child. So you're I've been very, uh, pampered's not the right word, but, um, what's the word? They're very uh, protective. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm their, their yeah, one yeah. son so i think yeah. you know they don't want that to be compromised by bad choices but they see that i enjoy this and that this is what i want to do and i don't think they you know like you know when i have children hopefully someday i'm not going to be like okay i see that you love this but you can't do it <laughs> you know like i just think that's the terrible mindset you have you know one chance to live you know, why are you doing anything other than the thing you want to be doing if you can, right? If you mm-hmm. can, because mm-hmm. some people do need to, I mean, again, I'm not bashing ever, ever bashing nine, working nine to five or going to school. If it's part of that goal, yeah, right. I am bashing, I am bashing the rhetoric that says you need those things. Like you need college and you need to go right into a nine to five. Cause I just, I don't agree with it. Um, and a lot of people now, especially this generation their entire early lives are shaped around school to get into college, to right. go to work. Right. And there's no, there's nothing else built in there. There's no like healthy mindset training about like how you can navigate into a field you might be interested in. There's none of that. It's like, of course there are career centers and plenty of other things, but it's like, okay, you know, yeah. Go to work. What does yeah. that mean? Like, and there's so that much mean? that you can't learn from a book. You have to do. You, I mean, you know that you, it, you have to majority just do. Of, majority of things. Right. Majority of things. I think you can read a million. I mean, for me, I learn by doing. So, like, I, I, I might be a little more biased towards that, but I think that the best way to do anything is to just start doing yeah. it. Yeah. Everyone asks me like, "Oh, yeah. did you take a DJ class?" And I'm like, "No, never took a DJ class." <laughs> YouTube, yeah, YouTube University and doing yes. that's the combination. Right now, it is like I probably learned more from YouTube than I've learned I learned in college. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Actually, I can one hundred percent. Like, college taught me some different work ethics, and I networked. Great. It's not worth one hundred forty grand, two hundred. Like, mm. what? Like, I can go on YouTube. Like, I, again, 
not bashing. Totally not bashing. Bash I'm not trying to just bash perspective. Higher, just perspective. Higher ed. I'm not trying to bash higher ed. Again, I'm not. I'm not crazy. I understand the importance of having a degree, but I, I do think that like some people feel like they have no choice. They yeah. have no choice but to go to school and do the four years, and then they will like. And this is the perfect example. Look how close I was. I was so close to turning down a major tour offer because I was in the mindset of right. I need to finish school. I need to finish school. Right. So like the fact that that I know statistically is barring some people from taking the leap to doing the thing that they would much rather be doing, but they're too scared to do. And I, I think that's the biggest crime of like this current situation of, uh, you know, oh, college is the only way to be successful. Like, I just, I don't agree with it. I think that's ridiculous. And I cannot imagine what everything would be like right now if I had turned that down. Right, right. right. I can't imagine. I would be, yeah. Like I just can't. I can't picture it. it it's been so necessary to me building everything. So. Yeah, and so that tour with Earth Gang, uh, was it a different experience compared to the other shows that you were doing? You know, oh my gosh, yeah. Like, like what? What about like? T tell us about it. Just, I mean, I I know so many people, whether it be DJs or photographers or really singers, anything. Tour is mm -hmm. a dream. Tour is a goal. Yeah. You know, as someone who's done it, can you just kind of explain what it's like day to day, maybe? Yeah. First of all, I miss tour tremendously, um, but it is super brutal. Um, it was it was challenging. So it's not my first string of tours. I toured with Noah Khan, who's a like a folk pop artist for like, I toured with oh, him like yeah, three yeah. times. I remember the photos from that. Yeah. I went on three tours with Noah. I did like, I wouldn't call it touring with Abe, but like I pretty much went around with Abe. We, I was, I missed his bus tour cause I was still in school. I actually didn't. Um, unfortunately Abe invited me on tour and I was already middle of the semester that year. So I dropped out before my junior year, but he invited me on tour the year prior in my sophomore year. And, uh, and it was just too, I'd already paid for the semester. So it was too. So tricky. when you say Earth no King, to that, are they like, what? Or are they just like, okay, cool. No, no, no. Abe, Abe and I have talked to this forever. Abe, I can go find the text. He said, we're going to, that's fine. We'll have you on as many dates as we can. Just enough until you drop out. Wow. What a guy. That's what he texted <laughs> me. I mean, Abe is when I'm telling you like, and I don't, I don't feel like I tell him this enough. I got to call him after this. Um, I think Abe is like, I am so fortunate that I've been able to get to know him and meet him because like he's been a huge part of like me building confidence in my career. Right. And like what I'm what you know, what I'm trying to build. So um, I didn't say no to it. I was just like, you know, I'm still in school. I paid for the semester. Can we work something out? You know what right, I mean? Right. And I ended up doing a few shows for him, but I couldn't take the whole thing. And then when Earth Gang invited me, I hadn't yet paid for the next semester. So I was it able to out better. Yeah. Dope. Exactly. Yeah. So touring with Earth Gang. Um, so yeah, like day day to day, like because as the photographer, because it's it's you know, obviously you take photo, then go edit it, and and so like, are you chilling with them? Are you doing your own thing? Like, do you find? Um. Yeah. To do I mean, I'd like to. I I talk to them pretty regularly during quarantine. Um. Again, great guys. Another great team. Um. And they, they haven't needed a lot of things during quarantine, um, but I was their creative director while on the road and um, planning to, you know, kick that back up when things open back up. You know what I mean? For the time being, I've done a few odds and ends. I'm working on one big project for them that I can't announce right now, but um, 
that I'm super excited about, like super, super excited about that's taken up months and months and months of my time actually. So that's been the main thing that like I've decided to pivot to working on with and for them um, while they haven't really needed too much media um, because there's never been an opportune time for me to go to Atlanta, go work because like COVID's really just in the way. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's not absolutely. it's not been worth the risk for me um, yet. Um, that being said, um, my business partner, Boosh, is with them now in Atlanta and he's also with Jid and um, – so we're, that's an extension. He's part of my company. He's, as I said, one of my business partners on this new venture. So the two of us are able to take care of the things that they need and uh, uh, pretty pretty well, actually, right now. So I don't need to be there in person, which is good. Um, but yeah, touring with them was, in, was very, very eye-opening and very, first of all, incredible. Um, very difficult, but like amazing. The thing about tour is the amount of pressure you're on to get things out. And it was the first tour I was doing the quantity of video that I was doing. So it was very challenging for me because um, I was, you know, you go to sleep at four in the morning and you're waking up at like, well, later, six in the morning. Sometimes you don't sleep. You know what I mean? Like, especially I have to go right after the show and edit. And by the fifth tour, we did, we did, so technically it was three tours and five different like sections of touring, if that makes sense. So we did Europe, we did the US, we did, so we did US like B city. So like not main city tours. Then we did uh, India. Wow. Then we did Australia. Then we did US main city, A city. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it was like five different runs. I mean, it was like, six seven months consecutively with like pretty much no rest and by the time i got to the last tour i was i was super out of it like i was super tired so it was extremely challenging extremely challenging because i wanted to get i got sick on that tour i honestly might have had covid on that tour it was february march i could have but i was super sick um Damn. and i, I shot every night anyway <laughs> i just I, all of us got sick on the bus we literally all could have Jesus had i have no i have no idea yeah, that's insane. um we didn't think to, to right no at yeah, that point. Nothing no one, shut yeah down. absolutely um and uh and it was super super difficult um because i felt like i wasn't getting media that i really loved on the most recent tour i felt like i can always do better and better and better yeah so, i was gonna ask with um, so many tours like how do you diversify like it's really on a hard. stage you, and you, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's really, really difficult. You just have to try new things constantly. And I tried, I took a lot of risks on the third tour, the, the a city run. And some of them, I think I feel paid off. Like I'm happy with, a, with a good amount of the content and some of them didn't, some of them really, I thought, man, these photos, this editing style's not it, or these, this, you know, this is not right for them and they're not getting the content I think they should have. So I think still to my, I think Europe and Australia are and India, that whole stretch really before this last stretch, I think I did my best work with them. And then I think by the time I got to the A city, I was not struggling. It's not the right word, but I was super tired. So um, learning to navigate, that was a major learning experience. I'm ready to go back out and, definitely be 10 times better than I was on that run because like that was I know how to navigate kind of that workflow a little bit more um but man touring is really 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 difficult from a content standpoint because 
the shows go late and then you're up really late editing and it takes two, three hours. It depends what you're doing. I'm doing photo and video. So the quality of both the unfortunate thing, and I think this just just goes with everything. You you can't do two things. This isn't always true, but I, I, it's my opinion that you can't do two things perfect, like to the best of your ability because you're trying to do both at the same time. So my video suffered because I was trying to take photos and my photos suffered because I was trying to take videos. So by the time that that kind of, you know, I got to the end where I was really tired, I, I definitely felt like I saw a trail in, um, in some of the quality um, of the content. So, so that's the biggest thing too, I would say is like managing that as one person, insane learning experience. Uh, but also again, amazing. Like this is the most fun I've ever had most learning I've ever done. Um, most people I've ever met, like it was, it was amazing. It was incredible. And it, and it's still really great guys to be on the road with super friendly, you know, great taste in music. There's always great music on the bus, uh, always video games to play. So, you know, great crew. And I will say this shout out to their tour manager Q, um, who pretty much I, I consider the reason I was able to get through that because I was rooming with Q pretty much the whole time. And like the amount that I learned from him, the amount that he taught me was just so paramount to me being comfortable and being able to like navigate that environment. Um, sort of like kind of like a big brother figure at that point to me because it was like I had never toured in that volume and it is a shock. It is a shock when you, it, you adjust to it for sure, like everything else. And then it doesn't feel like crazy, but it was, it's so much travel. You know, we did 92 shows and 94 shows, I think, and like 18, 20 countries. And like, I did like 54 flights. And so wow. it's a lot, it's a lot of traveling. That's insane. That's Yeah. That's, and the thing is, it is like. Like I, like I can't believe you're doing that shit. Like it's just so. Like I said, I'm gonna say it a million times. It's just because, and, and, and I love how. You know, wh- whether it's months in between, years in between, like when we talk, when we link, it's it's always it's always good vibes. You've always just been a good. Oh dude. yeah. Um, and I love that. Looking back Thank now, you, you know, yeah. coming from, like being, having these experiences, being so successful now to the point where you're building your own company. Like when you're mm. when you look back at maybe whether it be yourself or are now young photographers now, you know, photographers as I'm sure, you know, are popping up left and right all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, how, what's maybe advice, tips, gems that you yeah. can kind of give like any of these young creatives. Oh, really? Man. My biggest thing is just don't listen to people trying to gatekeep. Don't, I mean, just literally just, you got to just do it. I don't know how else to explain it. You got to love it. You got to really want it the biggest thing is don't get into the field cause you want to clout chase. I mean, I, this yeah. is another cliche. You've heard this a million times, but like, I love taking photos. I love being a photographer. I love being a videographer. I, I want to make movies. I want to make music videos. So like my love of the art is what drives me versus I want to meet famous people. Absolutely. That doesn't drive me. Like Same it's, thing it's, with DJ, it's absolutely. dope. Yeah. It's dope to work with, with incredible artists that I respect and love the music of. But like it's it's it really boils down to I want to make incredible music videos and I want to create great content. And um, so, I, I mean, if that's something that you feel as a young person that you're really interested in and something that you love, um, there really is nothing stopping you from 
being successful because other than your own diligence and your own ability to kind of overcome the obstacles, it's, it's difficult. It takes a lot of time. I've talked, I'm talking to, to you now, Jeremy, after four or five years of doing this, you know what I mean? And there's still so much to be done. Um, so yeah, it takes effort and it takes time, but I do think the best advice I can give is to, um, send emails to people you want to work for, build a portfolio, do free work as long as you need to, to get a good portfolio and then stop doing free work. That's the <laughs> biggest thing is remember when and how to value yourself. Um, don't listen to anybody who's like, Oh, you're don't listen, really don't listen to anybody that's <laughs> saying anything negative other, other than positive constructive criticism, which is good negative. Right. Right. Um, yeah, you really just have to dial yourself in and be really focused on this is and know that this is what you want to do. And I think that when you want to do it professionally, it's a different story from wanting to do it for fun. And if you want to shoot shows for fun and and you love the art and again, incredible and there's a million ways to do that also. It's like it's really just you know what I mean? That means you can work to shooting shows and having access and then you can kind of like take the, take your foot off the gas if that's something you want to do. But for those of you who really want to do this, maybe you're, you know, I started at 16. If you're even younger than 16, 50 kids, I know who like want to shoot shows, they're like hitting me up at like 14. And it's like, wow, that's crazy. Like yeah. that's, that's even younger. I mean, 16 is not far from 14, but like, it's just, there's a lot of, Oh yeah. It's young. So like, um, really there's nothing barring from you. Like I was told, by one Boston promoter for a long time and plenty of other people like, okay, you'll never do this, that you'll never do any of these things until you're 21. Right. I just turned 21 in May. I did all of them before I turned <laughs> yeah. 21. Yeah. Literally. I was told I would never get into Royale. I was their resident photographer. Oh shit. For, that's you know, that's right. You know, months and months and months. And I can say that cause I never had a sip of alcohol. Um, and I worked very diligently and, um, and, and did all their, their photos so that was incredible again that comes back to like being very strict with yourself because i was like well if i do this i'll i'll get fired i'm gonna screw up the whole you know so nope i was in there very careful shooting for them and uh and you know i did all these festivals that were and and other club shows that were definitely all 21 and over so if you're younger and you feel like this is that your age is barring you it's not uh it there will be things that yeah, definitely obstacles. Yeah. So yeah, a hundred percent. It's it could be an obstacle, but it's I should I should have rephrased that. It's not that it's not an obstacle. It is, but it's something you can overcome for sure. So I think that's the biggest piece of advice. I mean, the list goes on, but really, you have to really love this for it to translate into your work. I think. I think. I just think if you're doing this for anything, any other reason other than this is like. The thing you love most i i think that it will be easier for you to give up easier for you to feel like you're not successful and thus stop trying so i that's that's my main thing is yeah. how to gauge what you really want out of this i have people in my dms all the time hey i want to be a dj okay can you teach me what does it take yeah. blah, blah, blah. and i don't even mention like skill like or uh, technicalities i'm like you have to love it because Everyone yeah, wants to like, you know, especially specifically with DJs, they want the spot. They want to be on the big stage or whatever. And I'm, and I'm like, because that's not going to happen fast. You know what I mean? It might right, happen fast right, for right. some people. 
but you have to be ready to love this because you're going to get so many no's. You're going to get so much negative, like, comments. People, oh, it's like another DJ. Or like, oh, they're not even good or whatever, right. whatever. And it's so, like you're saying, yeah, it's no so easy to give up. Thing. Like, once you're like, you know what? I actually, when you, I don't actually love this and people are just shitting on me all the time and I'm not getting money and, like. Right. You know what <laughs> I, mean? A million, I mean, I was going to say, like, you, you're not going to, geez, don't become an artist to make money. I guess that's a, an obvious thing. But I, but it's the it's the true test of, of who wants to be an artist and who wants to do other things. Like if you want to make money, this is probably, you know, some of the best advice I've gotten is like, okay, can make a lot of money doing plenty of things. But I, um, I do think when you really do love something and you put everything into it, you can make a hell of a lot more. And that's just not just money, but like other wealth from that, right. Other fulfillment. So like you just, again, it really does boil down to, uh, needing to love it and want to only do that absolutely which not everyone knows right away too so absolutely um i mean this has been i mean an insane conversation simon um it's it's just it's always yeah. so not, like even the last time we we like really sat down and spoke it was another like super long conversation where we were just talking about it's always know, nice it's always yeah. good man and and like i said just super proud of you all the time, man. And, and like seeing, you know, even for me, like, you know, uh, people in some, in some people's eyes, like I'm a successful dude or I'm doing what I need to do. But then, you know, it's always good to have a person who's doing way more or doing so much better than you, like in your corner, you know what I mean? And you're definitely one of those guys. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you inspire awesome. me. I'm you do really, really amazing things, dude. Like blowing my you. mind every other day and so I, I really appreciate just your friendship and and the fact you're you're here we're able to get on the potter and um you know just spread your knowledge and your experiences i, I really appreciate it yeah that. thank you so well bro thank you i mean absolutely i'm super happy that like i mean my vision and like i, I would talk about like larger dreams of like what i want to do with people that i respect and love is like for all of us to be successful together. So mm -hmm. like 100% I'm in your corner. I want to, man, I, I mean, bro, I want to get you on tour. Like I want to help you <laughs> Dude, realize you're it's, it's going to come one day. It will. I mean, it, again, it's like, this is something I guess with our connections, and this is what I love about like people we, you know, fuck with in Boston, but also like other people that we have met, um, through Ross's events and stuff. But like, um, you know, you can tell who loves this and who wants to do this and only this. And like, yep. with, I have no doubt in my mind that you and all those people will be successful because of that alone, because that's, that's what it, that's the basis for everything. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but no, thank you, man. I, I, I definitely, when COVID's over, we're all going to have a crazy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does Cause this, this has been crazy. Like I, I just, I need to like, ah, uh, man, I miss, I couldn't throw my 21, you know, my 21st Jesus. birthday, that oh, was going to be crazy. Like, well, it, that it, was going to be fun. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you've, you've traveled and partied around the whole world. I think Oh, you, know? I can't <laughs> you I can't didn't need a way for the 21st birthday. I've been 21 since I was like 17. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really, exactly. I, I'm not complaining yeah. uh, at all. I just, I just, I, <laughs> no, I wanted to have one Boston homies. Like, absolutely. Let's turn up for the, for the birthdays, but Absolutely. we'll have to celebrate all of our, all of our birthdays together yeah, next, whenever this is over. Yeah. Like when this shit first started, I was like, Oh, my birthday's in December. I'm not going to like, I'm not worried about it. Cause everyone's like, Oh, 
March birthday, like May birthday, like getting fucked everywhere. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm in the, like, I'm all the way in December. I'm, I'm all the way out there. And yeah. Here we are. No, here we are. I'm about to get, I'm about to literally not, just get blackout watching Harry Potter better. all night. <laughs> I love it. Man, it's an excuse. The last thing I'll say is this time period, although it's been a, a terrible time for many families in the country, if you are fortunate enough to be locked somewhere safe, you know, not getting sick or not at risk or whatever else, it's a great, it's been, a, it's, or, or financially stable, the list goes on, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, been a great time to, to kind of try to decompress and just be mm-hmm. like, okay, slow down, life, life moves fast, mm-hmm. like take a breath and, uh, and try to like learn some new things or, you know, talk to people you haven't talked to in a while. Right. Absolutely. So positive. Ending on that positive note. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is there anything that you want to like replug? I mean, it's been a long conversation. Yes. Replug or shout out or anything like that. People yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so the the parallel agency is, um, as I said, uh, myself and three other um, creatives and producers, and then we have a, a working with us about including our marketing director about fifteen to 20 right now other creatives that we're working with closely like very closely um and then a couple of production companies so it's a really like big kind of um scope here that we've got of of um of creative individuals you know we're really covering a lot of ground so we're about to launch um officially that instagram is the parallel agency website is the parallel agency.com um, and we'll be posting our work, um, on there, but to give you some context, we just did, um, St. John live on Ellen, for example, you know, we just facilitated that shoot. So, uh, with another production company. So we're doing a lot of production work and just trying to build this brand out right now. If you're a creative and you're listening to this, if you're someone who wants to do what I do, or you're a photographer or graphic, really anything. Um, don't hesitate to send a DM to me at Simon Chaslow or to at the parallel agency. We are constantly looking for, um, for more people because that's what it takes. So if you're looking for placements and you think that, um, your work is, is really ready to, to be working at at this level, like, or even if you don't really just send us a DM, Uh, like if if this is something you want to do, just don't hesitate to reach out. That would be my final plug for the business. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love, you know, putting on whether it be homies or just other creatives, man. It just, especially during this time, like, like, like you were saying earlier, like the most talented person could really just need, just need the opportunity. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's usually the case. I mean, it's like people, this is so, it's like how the, the human brain works. It's like people look to successful people and expect that, like, they've always been that way. They just think, you've always been like this, you know what I mean? Like, but no, like a lot of these people are just kids from yeah. who knows where who just happen to like be at the right place, you know, at the right time. And that's why the, the application thing is so important to me too. Cause I just, I, I can't wait to find some young person who's incredibly good at what they do and just has like not been, discovered you know what i mean that's 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 just how it is there's there's a million people out there right now who are 50 times better at this than me and like 
don't have the placements for whatever reason, haven't been able to navigate it. And like for us to be able to help that occur is a big win. I want to try to help other people be successful in this field because it's so difficult. You know what I mean? I want people to be able to make a living doing what they enjoy. So. Right. Absolutely, man. I love it. Love it. I love you. Um, Likewise, bro. I appreciate uh, you coming on. Um, yeah. And th- I mean, this was amazing. Um, and, you know, with this podcast, we're just trying to get different kinds of people at different positions or roles in the industry, whether it be nightlife, whether it be music. Um, and you're, you know, you're definitely one of the first people that came into mind when I was like creating a list of, um, you know, people that we should have just the insight, the experience is amazing. Um, and so, um, I hope the listeners, the listeners liked it. Um, I hope, you know, there are, um, (laughs) I hope there's, you know, photographers or, or creative, um, minded people that, you know, the listeners, please share this with those friends. You know, there's just so many gems in this episode. Um, and, um, we all thank Simon. I hope you know, the best, the parallel agency, I hope it just blows up and, you know, I mean, you, you deserve it. You're just such a humble, great <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. Um, and, you know, as always, everybody follow, um, but I know the DJ uh, podcast on Instagram, follow me, the host at give me snacks, please follow Simon at Simon Chazalo and the parallel agency at the parallel agency. Correct. Correct. Yep. All right. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoy the podcast Beautiful. and stay tuned for the next, uh, next episode. Simon, we're off. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Of course. Talk to you soon.